on the reflexes. Welcome to It's All in the Reflexes, podcast all about the greatest movie of all time, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Old China. I'm Luke. Please follow me on Instagram at Bigger Trouble in Old China, a great place to meet other Big Trouble in Old China fans. If you can also take the time to follow, subscribe and rate, give five stars on any platforms you listen to podcasts on, that would be amazing of you. So let's get started and remember, it's all in the reflexes. Everybody relax, I'm here. So on this episode, I'm, I'm still going through the screenplay of Big Trouble in Little China. One of the first 20 pages that I managed to find online and I believe are, are original. I've gone into the scene where Jack is arriving at the Chinese market. They're calling it in the script, the wholesale market night. He's coming to deliver his picks. So it's in the, in the screenplay, it's saying that the titles end over this wonderful, color, colorful, bustling link in the city's food chain. Rain making it all the more fascinating. Fruits and vegetables, poultry, pushcarts and pickups glistening under the lights. Italians buying from the blacks and the Chinese merchants mixing with chink restaurateurs, restaurateurs, making deals as fast as they can, counting money, guzzling coffee, backslapping, bullshitting and gambling under cardboard and canvas canopies. As here he comes with his pigs, Jack Burton rolls into the, the thick of it. Probably not allowed to write some of that now these days. I probably shouldn't have written some of it back then. But um, so we go inside um, Peter bit the, into, into the truck. Jack's view of this madhouse. So his, his kind of world. A carnival with rules made to bend. So he this is his world when he gets to these sort of markets, it's saying. Um, then we go back to the, the warehouse. Uh, the wholesale market night. Um, Jack offloading the little swines into the waiting arms of the few packaging house buyers their truck backed up to jack you don't really see a lot of that in the film you see a couple of shots of pigs being unloaded from a trailer in the film so you don't see much you see lots of cut this all together very quickly but you kind of they need to get some of this in the screenplay so, so they have several chinese dickering for a choice pig here and there Jack cutting deals on the side, pocketing cash, accepting business checks and signing invoices. All this seemingly to us slightly illicit and exciting. Jack a wheeling dealing ruggish figure in the, the in this night world. So trying to build up his character here of being able to go in there sell his pigs to different people. I'm not quite sh- I'm not sure if that's how it works, but um Maybe it is. Maybe it does in uh, San Francisco back in 1986, where you just come and try and sell your livestock like that. The truck driver would. So not much later, Jack on a foot, moving through the crowd, nodding to friends, stealing an orange, biting right into the damn thing, spitting out the skin to get at the flesh. <laughs> Always eating. So then it cuts to the uh, sort of Jack sitting with a bunch of Chinese and one of the gang gambling for stacks of hills at a contest called Fang Tang. Kind of Chinese shell game where each guy grabs a handful of beans from a pot, take away four beans, 
everyone betting whether the remaining beans in everyone else's pile is an odd or even quantity or something like that <laughs> okay or something like that the point being this is all second nature to jack and he's talking these and he's taking these chinese to the laundry so it's kind of setting up the game jack plays this game a lot and he's winning then we introduce wang chi here one fellow in particular catching our attention a handsome young chinese we've seen before in that photo in Mao Ying's hands Wang Chi he's got some style baseball jacket red shirt and a narrow and a narrow black leather tie I, I like that how he got his description into the um, the screenplay there you have Jack and Wang placing their bets and both men counting Jack's right Wang Chi's wrong more money for Jack so here again we cut to a scene not in the film we cut back to see Mao Ying's progress. She's now in French Charter Terminal Night, the outback of a large Parisian airport. Passengers from that Chinese airline crossing the tarmac, clearing an open air customs, boarding an Air France charter flight. The whole operation eerie and lonely. Basically, he's saying they have to change flights to get to America. So we follow them all the way here, which you can see is a good way of filling the script but you know it, it's taken a long time pacing wise to get Mao Ying and obviously money as well so it says Mao Ying the girl's a survivor lugging her cardboard box of belongings like a commando of the off to the war kind of does work a little bit it gives Mao Ying a, a sense of who she is and what she's having to go through to get to America and then she's got the person she's waiting for just sort of gambling away um it, it, it's, it's 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 very interesting to because you kind of need this written down to give some of these information to the filmmakers but you don't actually need it in the final film so you give all this kind of backstory and they take that and the actor takes that and the director can then put it in his own words but you need you need some of it written down so here you have a lot of french authorities and um French authority um, trying to stop her weight. Malian sticks her nose in, explains to the old, the oldest in Chinese what the French. So she's kind of helping in here. She's stopping and helping an old couple um, what they're saying. And she's and she's um, the French authority says mercy. Malian says don't mention it. So we kind of get saying that she's a kind person and she can speak a little bit of French. It sounds like here. So we cut back to. The wholesale market dawn. That's what they call it. They call it a wholesale market. So this is not like a, a market that was open for the public. It was just where you would go and wholesale your your um for restaurateurs and stuff like that. So wholesale market dawn. Those first tracings of daylight in the sky. The rain over. The market thinning out. But Jack Byrne and his Chinese friends are still at it. Fang Tang having long since given way to a spirited game of Palgao, P-A-I, another word is G-O-W, Palgao, fueled by bottles of Chinese beer, beer and steamed dumplings. They've been, eating, they've been drinking Chinese beer and steamed dumplings. Jack Byrne, what do you say? Give me it, give me it in English. So he jumps straight in. Um, something about beginner's luck doesn't translate, but he quits. He quits. Why? It's a brand new day and the man's still got a hundred bucks. 
I think he kind of says a hundred bucks in his pocket. But I'm guessing this when you start saying these lines, um, like Kurt Russell has to put it into his own bits, adds adds and takes away what he what he thinks Jack Burden would say. So not only does the guy quit, but the dominoes they were playing with are his, and they go with him. So that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. The game that they were playing in the film, when you see the Chinese mat, the Chinese gambler take his stuff away that's kind of the end of the game they can't really play anymore hadn't really thought about it like that but then we then jack goes into what he says about hey suit yourself fellas i'm not going complain because i bet the next 20 minutes i'd lost my shirt yeah right jack's packing up his winnings stuffing money into his pockets wang chi empties a bottle of beer iron jack who as usually can't shut up breaks my heart to do this guys but the next but I figure next time I'm down here, you gang up on old poor Jack as fast as he won't know what the hell. Here, you'll gang up on old poor Jack as fast as he wouldn't know what the hell. That's interesting. <laughs> so Jenks, um, Wang says, no, Are you easy come, easy go. No, not next time now. Jack looks across at Wang Chi, who suddenly got in his right hand the biggest, sharpest, produce knife you've ever saw in in his left is an empty beer bottle the other chinese from jack's point of view back backing off just to get out of here that's interesting because you don't see anybody else in the in the shop when they're filming it It it's really just jack and wang i believe at the table so in his line is that line from i hope it's not going to get ugly here is this going to get ugly i hope not because all i thought we were racially differences with not standing was all friends here all californians which i kind of like all friends here just californians no racial differences wang slams the beer bottle onto the the ratty little table makes the pal oh the dominoes are back <laughs> okay it says the dominoes will jump by the yes it says i read the script again it says wang chi slams the beer bottle onto the ratty little table makes those pal gal dominoes jump but um, we did just have a description of the other Chinese man clearing those away. Oh shit, Wang, it's only a game. Said while Jack slips his slips his own hand below the table. Ah, okay. Said while Jack slips his own hand below the table, unzips the ankle knife on a on his canvas pants, revealing a Gerber Mark II survival knife laced in his calf with leather thongs okay so they're saying that jack goes through his knife under the table to protect himself i don't think he does that in the film and i don't think he i don't think he's um his hands leave the table but um nothing will double wang chi says nothing will double what nothing or double what you inscrutable son of a bitch this knife chops this bottle in half nothing or double bullshit nothing or double jack why, man, don't be stupid. I need the money. There is something kind of desperate about Wang. Double? I've got nearly a thousand dollars in my pocket. One thousand one hundred and forty-eight. I call that still in. Wang Chi knows the score. Jack thinks the whole notion is getting a bit, basically the kind of saying what goes on in the film. Not that bottle, this bottle. He empties his own um, drink. A lot of the dialogue is the same. Are you out of your mind, Wang? But God bless you. Jack steps back a pace, and Wang Chi sets himself in the chair, makes a big 
blade against the beer bottle, taking measure. Makes... Oh, sorry. Jack steps back a pace. Wang Chi sets himself in the chair, moves that big blade against the bottle, taking measure. All the Chinese step back. So the Chinese are still there all watching in the script, not in the film. Wang Chi swings, whammo, the bottle flies off the table like a rocket, right at Jack. His arms comes up in a reflective blur and he catches the damn thing in, in his fist. A great save. The bottle unbroken and even Jack amazed he's not picking glass up off his teeth. You idiot. Wang looks at the knife, mystified. That's in the, that is in the film, mystified look. He kind of just looks at him. It always works at home. And Jack says, yeah, well, have me over for dinner some year and prove it. Meantime, pay up 1,148 bucks times two. Like I said before, I do love that line. It's so funny. He, he doesn't say, just give me the money that you owe me. And he doesn't bother adding up how much it is. He just says, times two. So basically, this is the same. Just a poor Chinese boy, restaurant, and um, don't have that kind of money on me. That's what I thought you meant. Where's your partner? So then we cut back to the market lot morning. Jack and Wang are crossing the mud. The mud, okay. They're walking to their vehicles. This is interesting. It's saying that Wang had a truck parked in the uh, car park with the dragon of the Blackpool restaurant. Now, I remember him having sort of like a, a jeep or something. I don't remember there being anything written on his vehicle but i could be wrong just another reason to watch big trouble Little china again for the millionth time which is which i never needed a reason to do but i don't remember there being a truck with dragon of the black pearl written on but i'm gonna go back and look at that and then it says gives a description that wang is wearing that on his jacket so that you would see jack's wang's jacket now with dragon of the black pearl wang says that he has to go somewhere um, that you should meet him in the um, at the restaurant in a few hours. But um, they go through that whole conversation. It's basically the same. Right, I know. Then I came to my senses. So all that, is, all the dialogue is kind of the same from the film. It's getting foggy out again. It says in here. We cut to Jack and Wang cruising along in the. Yeah, so we cut to the inside the truck. Jack and Wang are there going for the whole of um, where I picked, never picked up a girl from China, and that this is a big day in his life. I should have gone home and gone 40 winks. It then talks about the fog is too thick to land. A girl from China? I never, I'd never done that before. So basically this is the kind of the same before. He's going to marry her. Then you look nervous. That, that's why the bottle didn't slice. My mind and my spirit are going north and south. But in this description here it goes, As usual, Jack understands only about half the guy says. Whatever. Well, she doesn't say whatever, he just kind of gives him that look, whatever look. Well, I'm going to stop it there and talk about the, the next pages on the on the next episode. And that's all about the Lords of Death kidnapping Mao Ying and the, and the chase scene with Jack and Wang. And it's how it's very different to the, the film in this whole setup of this car chase. It's well worth listening to. So thank you. for hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all in the reflexes. It's on the reflexes.